Hey, happy Valentine's Day, guys. <laughs> uh, it's the Wait, happiest what, what time of year. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, am I in trouble? No, okay, good. I'm not in trouble. <laughs> You're in trouble with us. Where's my, where's my fucking Valentine, John? <laughs> Forget it, Dan. It was never going to work out. <laughs> You know what I loved? I loved that I got an ad campaign in my inbox from Fitbit being like, get that loved one in your life more motivated by oh, getting yeah. them a Fitbit. Right. What a great Valentine's gift. Happy yeah. Valentine's Day. You should yeah. count your steps, you fatty. Apple, Apple would have more luck with the, you know, with those um those ads that they send out around Christmas, like buy a MacBook Pro for someone you love. <laughs> I have more chance of doing that than I do of getting somebody a Fitbit for Valentine's Day. Yeah, uh, that's some, I don't have a I don't I haven't gotten any Valentine's Day ones, but I was just commenting to Catherine before I, I we start recording that I because you know being embroiled in the the wedding industrial complex means I get emails like <laughs> 153 days to go, and you're like, I did not need a countdown <laughs> clock for this. Thank you. You got you got one. <laughs> <laughs> the countdown clock is free. That's that's a feature that it provides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're recording on Monday night, 10 p.m. and Eastern time. About 12 hours Pacific. ago, at 10:30 a.m., I had tweeted. <laughs> I see where this no is reason. going. <laughs> yeah, I tweeted not an ad. I love Eero, and it made my home Wi-Fi excellent. And I love when hardware products are that good. <laughs> And then, like, three hours later, Amazon announced, we acquired Eero. So if you would like your business to be acquired by Amazon. I love the company so much, I bought it. So I'm willing, for $5, I will tweet about your hardware business. Man, I guess Bezos, you know, he only checks in on Twitter every once in a while, but he just, like, Lex's tweet was right at the top, and he just called Mm -hmm. someone and was like, buy it. Get it done. Buy it. I get the sense that Bezos is a little protective of his phone. (laughs) (laughs) So anybody could have put that tweet on there. I think it was, anyway, I think we learned today, actually, that that was um, his lover's brother, brother, right? Oh, man, I totally missed that. Who was like a big Trump fan, right? Yes. I heard the rumor about that, but I didn't know that that was, that had been, that that was reported more today. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, so, uh, Moltz, you don't have an Eero in your house, right? You're clinging to some old <laughs> Apple system? Nope, and probably not going to now. <laughs> so I'm assuming that Amazon's privacy policy will say, like, we're not going to snoop on your Wi-Fi stuff. Much. But <laughs> that they're totally going to. <laughs> well, yes, I mean, so exactly. I'm what's interesting is Google makes Google already makes a router, the OnHub. I don't think it's necessarily... They haven't updated it in a long time, I think. They, they, it was like a couple years ago. And I think, you know, I, I, I think I'm less cool with Google than Amazon. I don't even know. That's a hard choice. I, I don't know. know which of those I would, I would opt for if I, if I had to choose. I feel like every day Amazon's goal is to make my life better. And they're the goals with monetizing my life or, to, or the, what they want to do with my privacy is figure out what else do you want that I can serve you with where Google's like, what can I advertise to you? So I feel like Amazon is the less like evil of the two. I feel like that's a fine line. I think oh, it that's is. a really fine line. I'm also, a fine fan of Amazon products. <laughs> but I mean, Amazon also wants to like sell you the same thing 30 times. So it's true. Hey, you bought a toaster. Would you like to buy a toaster? Ah, did you know I wanted to do my entire kitchen in toasters? Just I, I use it for every appliance. Toaster microwave, toaster refrigerator, toaster stove. Toaster toaster. Toaster oven. Wait, no, that's a thing. Never mind. Toaster blender. 
this uh, uh, person who writes for Gizmodo, Kashmir Ka- Hill. Yeah, this story, spent, I've heard this literally everywhere. It's been on like every yeah. single radio program I listen to. Spent six weeks blocking Amazon, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, and Apple. And the uh, the companies, the, the in increasing order of attempts to contact her, uh, Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, surprisingly to me, um, still very, all very, well, relatively low. Facebook is at 2,000. Apple's at 36. Google, 40,000 attempts. <laughs> Amazon, 95,000 attempts. Wait, so this is this is recording the times that those servers... Attempts to interact with my devices during the week. Okay, I need, I'm need. i not quite sure what no. that means. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what that means either. Yeah. Well, I, this, the interesting parts of the story I heard from that were the, the cases where... So basically, you know, this was her undertaking this investigation more than just, like, removing apps that were relevant, but, like, she had a VPN set up, essentially, that would block all the known IP ranges for those companies. Yeah. Which ended yeah. up being apparently so, problematic because there's things like Lyft and Uber use Google Maps, yeah, in their apps. So I'm assuming that, that that VPN that VPN was able to register attempts as they were being blocked. Right. Yeah. So I assume. Yeah. I mean, and there's nothing that surprising about it in some ways because, for example, the Amazon one is not shocking to me because how much I think it blocked AWS. How much shit runs on AWS? Oh, oh so if yeah, if AWS, okay, that makes a lot more sense. If AWS right. was in there, then sure, right? Because like a huge percentage of web services run off AWS, and right. that's going to really right. screw with it. So yeah. you know, all right. Um, but yeah, that's it's an interesting experiment. And as I heard on one of the podcasts I was listening to, talking about this, like the person Wait, you listen to podcast. <laughs> Just uh, not this one. Only when I'm in the car. I heard this. Uh, this was on Planet Money. They they talked about this. Okay. And they mentioned how, like, how the fact that they were super jealous that, like, she had come up with this story idea, which made me, of course, think of the time that Lex used a Windows phone. Um, <laughs> because every every writer has that moment where they're like, oh, that was a good idea. I wanted to do that. I spent a month with a Windows phone, guys, and I lived to tell the tale. A whole month. Wow. Yes. I wanted to go all in. And I, I literally took my SIM card out and put the other phone away. Uh, Lex is the only person to spend a month on a Windows phone, <laughs> <laughs> including you know, Bill Gates. Uh, there is no way to tell this story and not sound slightly like a jerk, but that is my want. <laughs> That's your brand. <laughs> Last week, That's I was true. at an event hosted by Oprah where she was interviewing Melinda Gates. <laughs> I'm out. And <laughs> um, well, I'm getting to a point with this. It connects to Windows Phone, but Melinda Gates was Oprah. When Oprah thinks that somebody is rich, you know that person is very, very rich. <laughs> But Oprah's like, you know, when I was growing up, my mom could say to me, you can't have that. We can't afford it. You can never say that. So how do you, like, raise decent kids? And Wanda Gates got a clap on what I thought was a semi-bullshit line, which is like, just because we can afford it doesn't mean we should get it. And people are like, oh, clap, 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 clap. I'm like, that's not an answer to the question. <laughs> like, how do you communicate that? How do you, how is the, this is more for turning this car We get the idea. And so, but um, afterwards, there were people talking about how backstage, Melinda had been discussing uh, at her, at their, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, um, they got everybody Windows phones, and iPhones were not allowed to be used by the employees for their work devices, uh, as their work devices. And then now they have switched to Android phones. And I just thought that's a really funny 
like level of hate for your old nemesis to have while you're running a nonprofit that's literally spending like billions of dollars trying to better the world, but not with fucking iPhones. <laughs> and I just think that's wonderful. I like well, that that's that, how that the world co- is. Corroborates. I think we heard a didn't a listener mm-hmm. tweet at us saying that they yes. you know knew somebody who worked there and same similarly said that like they only use Android phones. That does seem weird. Well they also they make money off Android phones. Oh yeah? They make like ten. I, at least they used to. I'm not sure, but because of patents, they um, they managed to oh, right. sue Google. I think um, for a bunch of patents or, or settle with them. I guess. And um, somebody figured out at some point that they make like ten dollars off every Android phone that's sold. Well, I will Is say this... I have friends who work at which I think I mentioned before. I do have friends who work at Microsoft, and they both have company issued iPhones. So at, at Microsoft, anyways, you can use whatever the hell you want. But do, do iPhones still use Bing as their default search for no. images? I mean, for images. For Im- oh, you mean in, in, in Siri? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't remember. Show me pictures of John Moltz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. My phone just caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I only see Fabio. Oh, it says I can't find any matching photos. Hang on. All right. Hold on. Uh, uh, no, no, that's me. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, but it's powered by Bing. I got a bunch of Fabio headshots from Bing. But, like, there's so much more, like... How often do you think that happens versus people just searching in Google on the search bar, which is still default Google, I believe, right? Like, right. Yes. I think the people search, use search the, is still default Google. Yeah. yeah. So I think Google must pay much less. so much to remain the default search because you know that Apple would love to say, hey, DuckDuckGo or Bing or whomever will sell it to you instead. And nobody will pay as much as Google for that privilege. I've seen there's been numbers bandied around, but I don't think that there's any concrete information about how much that deal is. But it's. Certainly in the millions. I mean, right. All right. So I want to. I want to jump back to the euro thing though, because I. I this. This is an interesting development. The uh, because I guess I can understand what Amazon's ultimate goal with this is. Uh, World it, domination. Yep. It's probably yes. that. It's got to be that. But it does seem orthogonal, anyways, to a lot of the stuff they currently do. I'm just. It's. It's an interesting decision. I think router technology is something that nerds get worked up about that most people don't care about, which I think is an advantage for Amazon because I think most people will be like, oh, you know, Amazon, they're a big company. They probably know how technology works. I'll just brawl, you know, buy the product from them. Uh, I don't know if that happens. I don't know if most people still use the routers that like their ISPs give them. But uh, yeah, I think it's, a, it's an interesting move. The way Amazon has been acquiring tech companies recently, basically it's companies that I <laughs> buy stuff from, Amazon later buys, because uh, they own the Ring doorbell too, don't they? They do, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, and they own another thing that I have, and I can't remember what it is besides the Echoes. It's your but soul. Your dog. It's your soul. They, tend, soul. <laughs> they tend to keep uh, those brands alive, as opposed to calling it like the Amazon Ring doorbell. It's just the Ring doorbell. Yeah, I, um, I have seen that. Like, And they do, somebody was contrasting it to, for example, to Nest, which kind of you know, is certainly its own thing, but once Google acquired it, it kind of seems like they will just let it languish a bit. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's done much since Google acquired it. They have put out, I think one, they put out like a lower cost version. Right. Like a crappier one. Yeah. Yeah. There's a nice move, Google. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I just set up that arrow a couple weeks ago for my cousin. I, this doesn't really change my opinion on it for them because I don't think that because you don't care about their privacy. No, that's exactly right. Um, but you know, I don't. I don't know. I mean, you know, they're still their their goal is still going to be to try and provide good service, presumably for their customers, and violating their privacy wantonly 
is not going to be good along those fronts. It's certainly not going to look good for them. So I can't imagine they will abuse it too obsessively. <laughs> it's, it's worked okay for Facebook so far. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Amazon bought... Uh, but you don't pay comp- for Facebook is my point. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, oh, you uh, pay for it. Well, but in, my point... No, no, this is a fair yeah, point. I know. Yeah. I know, I know. Uh, in 2015, Amazon bought a company that makes chips, an Israeli company, I believe. Doritos. And then, exactly. <laughs> and then in 2017, they acquired Blink, which was a company that makes smart cameras and smart doorbells. And then in 2018, they got Ring for $1.1 billion, which also makes smart cameras and doorbells. And now they have Eero. And like, I think they just want to be all throughout your house, right? I they, think they, <laughs> they also clearly have an, they have, I feel like they have one of those business models where it's like, let's buy a cheap version, see if we can build a better thing in-house. And then when they realize, no, we can't, let's, we have a ton of money, let's just buy the more successful company that already exists in that space. Yeah. I saw the other day, I can't remember where it was, maybe been in a Whole Foods or something, there was one of the, the Amazon, they have the Fire TV that's also an Echo combined, uh, the Fire TV Cube. Uh, and I saw one of those for the first time, and I was like, well, you know what, there was a point where I thought this was exactly what I wanted, but now I'm less... <laughs> interested in that so i'm kind of curious to see because there's been speculation too like maybe you combine the euro with the echo in some way uh <laughs> i don't know i mean people wanted the home pod to be an air uh an airport <laughs> like, right, say, echo yeah. make my internet faster and i'll be like okay <laughs> yep. you don't think just so inst- no, just instabot you some more some more hardware it's funny because i really when i was tweeting about it today before I knew that it was getting acquired, I was just so happy with how the internet works in every nook and cranny of the house and how the Eero app is very cool. Like you can pay a subscription fee and do more things like use the Eero VPN so that you can uh, not let your kids do stuff or you can shut off the whole internet at certain times. Uh, you can set off just certain sites or certain devices at certain times. You can do all those things. But uh, like it also checks my internet every single night. And so I can see a report. And like every once in a while, there's a day where the internet's much lower. And if it were a pattern, I'd be worried. But when it's not, I'm not. And so I, don't, I really just love it. But this is a good time to break because uh, we, have, we have an ad to do. This episode is brought to you by the Amazon Eero. I'm just kidding. It's not true. Uh, every man looks better and feels more confident when he puts on a suit, especially if it's Indochino. Indochino is the world's most exciting made-to-measure menswear company. There's probably other made-to-measure menswear companies, but they're not exciting. The world's most exciting one is Indochino. That's why that's what we're talking about. Uh, they make suits and shirts that fit your exact measurement for unparalleled comfort. This is no... Uh, parallelogram because it's unparalleled just visit a stylist at indochino showroom to have your measurements taken or you can measure yourself at home and shop online at indochino.com you get to choose fabrics colors design customizations like the lapel the lining the pockets the buttons the monogram i've done this i did it once on indochino's dime indochino paid for me to get a suit and then i was like you know what i look so fine in this gray suit with its like gold kind of lining inside I'm going to buy myself another one on my own dime. And I did exactly that. That's how much I like my Indochino suits. I wear them whenever I need a suit. They're the only two suits I own. This week, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $359 at Indochino.com as long as they enter the code REBOUND at checkout. That is 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Plus, the shipping, guess what, Dan? It's free. What? Again, you go to Indochino.com, enter the promo code REBOUND. You'll get any premium suit for just $359, and the shipping is free. This is an incredible deal for a premium made-to-measure suit. Once you go custom, you don't go back. That'd be better if it rhymed, but still, once you go custom, you don't go back. Indochino.com, promo code REBOUND. Once you go custom, you won't get lust from... 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Once ran, you go custom, just, off uh, the rack suits go bust them. I don't know. Just saw uh, before we started recording that Apple now has a head of product marketing for augmented reality. So Arr. apparently, still working on making that a thing. Uh, <laughs> Frank Casanova, who has been at Apple since 1988. Uh, oh is God. now the head of product marketing for their augmented reality initiative. So apparently, this is an actual thing that they will have products for, presumably at some point. Well, it's possible well, that it's not an actual. Yeah, thing right now. yeah, yeah. But why do you make a whole guy? Why do you <laughs> like? Why, why do you put one guy in charge of it? Is my point. He might not be Dan. <laughs> this whole thing, Mike, this whole thing might be. I get, I get where you're going. Augmented reality experience. I get it. I got it. I guess he could put them out to pasture by just putting them in. Yeah, Frank, it's fine. You can be in charge of augmented reality. Sure, Frank, you're in charge of the virtual stuff. <laughs> just put these glasses on. Here, we're paying you augmented dollars. Here's if you put office. on these glasses and look at your door. <laughs> It'll He's say in, in charge of augmented reality on it. Frank's actually in a closet. Frank's an asshole. We all know it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Jeez. That is a little across the line. He is an augmented Frank, if you're listening, asshole. we're very sorry. We don't mean that. Or if you're reading along. He's listening, He's listening with augmented AirPods, so it sounds like we're only saying good things. <laughs> uh, Microsoft has also teased a HoloLens 2, though, coming out in the end of February. So it's a thing that some people are doing, I guess. Very excited. Well, someday. someday. Someday it'll mean something. Maybe on, yet. maybe on February 24th when they announce stuff at whatever they're doing. Hey, they still have the uh, the the wireless charging AirPods case along with the Air Charger, whatever the hell that thing the is air, called. They still have power. all that stuff air power. on their website. So they still believe. <laughs> sure. uh, uh, the um, Speaking of the, uh, the AirPods and stuff like that, they... Uh, Apparently, more rumors about those coming in the spring, including that the the second version of the AirPods will have a special grippier coating, which I know is just what Lex wants, because I read Lex's tweets about how he wishes the AirPods so you would stay in his ears. <laughs> I, I didn't even say that I wish it stay in my ears. I just uh, Really, it was a, it was a, a subtweet to Ooh. John Gruber, who will never see it, because he posted about how he, pretty much everybody who knows who owns AirPods loves them. And I really did not love them. And I tried so hard to love them because they weren't cheap. And I wanted to like them. But I do not like AirPods. And I will never buy AirPods again. <laughs> it's because of your weird ears, though. Yes, I, I'm weird ear Friedman Vic. I, I do not like them, Lex. I am. Mm. Yeah. Dan, did you ever try AirPods? I can't remember. Uh, ears don't run I tried. Ham. I think I tried Jason's at one point, And they were fine. Uh, but like only for, you know, a couple minutes or something. Um, so I really haven't, I don't know. I, like I wasn't willing to spend that much money when I wasn't sure whether or not they'd work. So. Yeah, it's funny. They have that whole bar where you can try all the watches, but you want to truly AirPods, you just got to buy that shit to know if it's going to fit your ears. Yeah. That's not, yeah, I, I do well, not have $160 for that. Sorry. <laughs> and it might, but would you also like want to try ones that other people tried? I mean, what are they going to do? Well, like throw it, throw each pair out after you try them? Wipe them with have a to make shammy, some weird guys. Kind of... Come on. It's just earwax. <laughs> no, they not have like to just... <laughs> Dan, no. I, I could imagine them making some fake ones, right? Like, just yeah, see, doing... right. Well, they, they could they do that, but then stick them in their mouth. I don't know. Anyway, wait, that's anyway, not where they when, go. When the new ones come out, I am going to be like up at midnight ordering them. We've so. already covered John Moltz's nose pods on a previous episode, I believe. Yes, John Moltz's nose pods. 
That's what it, well. That's what I'll do with the other with the ones that I currently have. So I'll have. <laughs> that's how you know how cool. And a pair of my nose. <laughs> Why will you be first in line for the new ones, John Malt? Um, well, partly because mine are failing. <laughs> they're, they're well. I should say the battery is um, so, not so holding much of a charge John. anymore. Because I hear that and I'm like, oh, I wouldn't buy the next one because the batteries in my first expensive AirPods are failing. But you're saying, oh, it's time to break. So they feel disappointed. Well, I've had them for over two years. I don't feel like, given the size, I don't feel like that's unreasonable. And they last for, I mean, they still last for at least an hour. So, I mean, I don't think it's You're a real homer for Apple. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) It's not, I mean, I, I I think they should have introduced new ones by now is what they should have done. But like, I, I mean, this is this is what I'm telling you. I mean, this is why I love the, these. I mean, this is how I love these so much. Is that I am willing. I am willing to completely overlook that. And then I think that's the that's the whole thing with Apple's products. Like they don't, they make them so well about certain things that you're willing to overlook all the other flaws. It's not that they okay. make things that are perfect because the original iPhone wasn't perfect either. It's that they make things that are so delightful in certain ways that you just don't give a crap that they're not very good in other I, ways. <laughs> I think where you and I differ on this, and it's not major, and I, I get your your take here, but it's like, I didn't have an iPhone before. So when Apple says, and, and by the way, you do not have to upgrade your iPhone every year. Nerds like us choose to, and that's fine. Except for levels like you. But <laughs> I don't understand like, John's fixation on upgrading his AirPods, but not upgrading his right. phone. But like headphones, I'm pretty used to not buying headphones every year or every two years. I'm used to buying headphones and having them until I lose them. <laughs> and you're like, well, eh, they lasted uh, two years, so it's time for me to buy another $200 pair of the, these things. The convenience I feel that I'm paying for is is much, is much so much more worth it to me. Like, like I said, I mean, I would have paid another 160 bucks already if I that's had why this podcast works because we're different <laughs> hey. i it was just the puns <laughs> I, it, me, meanwhile i have like seven different pairs of headphones that have probably cost me cumulatively <laughs> yeah, right, way right. more than AirPods. exactly yeah. uh but i mean i use them all just for different things so well and that was that was like i had other pairs that i other bluetooth headphones that i bought and i don't think they lasted nearly as long frankly yeah i don't know they I've were cheaper had... they were cheaper definitely but they but they either broke or or just died. I will say like the the only pair of, the only pair of Bluetooth headphones I've had that have up and died. I wrote in, you know, I, I filled out a support request at the, you know, at the crappy, you know, thirty dollars Bluetooth headphones I wear to the gym, and I filled out a support request, and they just sent me a new pair, and I was like, <laughs> all right, uh, I'll, to I'll be take clear, it. Apple did the same thing for me with my Beats X. Yeah, no, but because my point being, they like, stopped working, uh, and Apple just replaced. Yeah, it, it wasn't in my case. In, in that case, probably, they did not replace Karen's. <laughs> it was not like a battery just going right. Like it was something that was actually like a like a problem. But that, I mean, I don't know. That's my experience with a lot of you know consumer good companies is that like if it's more is if it's more economic to replace it, they will generally do that. If it's still certainly if it's still within warranty in some cases, if it isn't. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I bought those Bluetooth, those, uh, AirPod knockoff, you know, wireless earbuds, which are fine. Like they're not particularly amazing, but they're also only $40. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still, I'm, I don't think I will buy AirPods when they come out, but maybe if they come out, they keep rumoring that Apple will come out with like a, a different wait. pair. <laughs> I'll take multiple old ones that last for an hour. You won't because I'm going to need them as back for his nose. <laughs> we established this. That's right, for my notes. <laughs> uh, I might consider buying... I'm still on the fence about... I'm kind of curious to see what the air power ends up actually being. 
Because I like the idea. Overpriced. Well, I, uh, certainly, a hundred percent. But like John, <laughs> sometimes I'm willing to pay more for convenience. And if it turns out, like I was just reading a, uh, there was it a review. It successfully charges your Apple devices for at least eight months before it stops working. So you guys are gonna love it. <laughs> wow, Apple. Uh, Apple really is uh, soured Lex. Somehow, I didn't know how this I happened. I love app. I love my <laughs> iPhone very much, very much. Well, I was just saying, I was I was reading a review comparing uh, the Air Power, you know, or at least the promises of the Air Power to this something. Uh, it was called like Slice Charge or something, and it, it's the idea is it looks kind of similar to the Air Power, uh, but apparently it's and it's cheaper. But it's things like oh, you can't turn the devices on it like too much off like axis, or it'll just stop charging. <laughs> Um, and so it's like, all right, I expect that if Apple's going to put out a wireless charging pad, it is going to have fewer of those limitations because I can see that being a thing that would go really, really badly for them. Otherwise I paid $200 for this charging pad and I have to like carefully line things up in a very specific way. That seems well, lame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll I see. Like that. I, I'm, I like the idea of reducing the amount of wires and stuff that I have on like my nightstand because I'm charging like three different things. Yeah. I got Karen an anchor. There was a sale on an anchor, uh, you know, contact charger thing. Um, and she had gotten at the same time, what, what are those things called? Those little like handle things that you put on the back of the iPhone case? Pop socket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pop. Or what did you call it? Pop, pop socket. socket. Yeah. Or pop socket. Right. Pop socket. Um, and she had bought that. I didn't tell her that I was buying this thing, but and she had bought that at the same time, the pop socket, and was like all excited about getting that pop socket. And then, and then she, I got her the charging thing, and of course, that you can't have the pop socket on when you're trying to charge it. And so she had stuck it to her phone, and she used it for a while, and then she finally just ripped it off. She was like, "I like the charger much more than I like the pop socket." <laughs> I, I had the same journey actually. Yeah. I've never tried one of the pop socket things. They, I find them obnoxious looking. The pop I sockets- yeah, I, I couldn't handle it either. Uh, they're, they're really popular one. and I, you know, I could even I, get the charging what, to work with That's what with it stands it, for, a popular I, socket. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could even get the chargers to work with them sometimes, but it just, it wasn't worth it yet. Yeah. Did you have to like put it at one end or the other or something? Yes. Oh, yeah, no. You put it closer to the bottom so that then there's still a large yeah. service area. That seems yeah. like not as, yeah, it doesn't work very well then. Yeah. Do you want me to report on my other thing that we, that I bought? <laughs> which I talked about the last time, but it hadn't arrived yet. Sure. Which is the uh, Keychron. Oh, yes, your wireless keyboard. Oh, yeah, the, the Slack was blowing up with people who thought that they might buy the Keychron after you talked about it. So that's not, and get that's, your yeah, credit I'm card another Slack that is also blowing up about the Keychron. So um, I am here to report that I am enjoying it quite a bit. And it has, it's very, it's a soft kind of click, and it is. Soft clicker. You know, more travel. <laughs> soft clicker. <laughs> it's more travel than. A laptop keyboard for sure, uh, but it's not like huge travel, like uh, like a real clicky keyboard, like, like an NBA player who is shooting and jumping <laughs> yes. at the same time. It's certainly not like that. Um, I don't know anything about basketball. That was probably not correct. <laughs> but it's Bluetooth and backlit and seventy four bucks, and it has a nice click to it. Even if it's a very soft click, which is kind of a change from what I had before because I was using a Magic Force keyboard, which was like super click, which I really liked. Um, and it was fine that it was really noisy because I work in an office by myself. But this is, if you work with other people, this is more tolerable, obviously. It still does make a little bit of a click. And uh, what else? 
Uh, oh, and it's, uh, I mean, the real reason that I wanted it other than the magic force was that it had a Mac layout and also had special extra keys for taking a screenshot, starting dictation and using Siri, which I will never use. <laughs> so, but no, so worth I like it. having the other, I certainly like having the other two. And it also has the, the, on the function keys, it has the, the icons for the Mac function, you know, the control center and whatnot. Um, so I, I quite like it. I'm still not, I'm still not sold <laughs> on the clicking keyboards, but <laughs> I do get frustrated with I, the magic keyboard, which is what I have is fine, but I do find that I even, for some reason I have trouble with like hitting the wrong key when I'm not looking at it sometimes. I just don't find my, my hands locate on it quite as well. And so I'll like reach up to hit something when I'm like editing a podcast in logic and I, all the time I hit like the backslash key instead of the delete key when I'm trying to remove something. I don't know why. I, it's, it's just it's something about the way that it's laid out is not as friendly. I still miss my my older wireless keyboard. But was that the the older Apple one? Or yeah, yeah. yeah. I still have yeah. it around somewhere. I could probably I still have that. I still have that too. I think the biggest it stopped of, connecting. It wouldn't connect to my iPad. I haven't tried it with the new one, but it wouldn't connect with the iPad after a while. Yeah, they got a little. The bigger problem for the one I had was that it just uh, it required like swapping out batteries all the time because yeah. I use and I love right. I love being able to recharge it with lightning cable. So that is you know the trade off I'm making there. When I use external keyboards, and it's rare that I do at this point, but I do the uh, solar charging ones that Logitech mm. makes because I just love them so much. Mm. Yeah. Now, you can afford your own private sun. They just use uh, the light yeah. in your room, ambient light. My room is dark, Lex. Like the, like I want a, the inside I want a of keyboard my heart. that perpendicularly that charges by perpendicularly plugging into my iPad. Do you guys ever uh, <laughs> use dark mode on your Macs, by the way? I'm using it right now. Nope. Wow. I do not. I tried it. I couldn't get it to stick I, you yeah. just click a button it stays <laughs> i don't know which problem i actually use um night owl which is the app that switches at the uh, sunset uh oh yeah pick there's my pick uh yeah night owl which is a pretty nice app that lets you not only you can set to automatically uh do sunrise or sunset or you can set to a scheduled time or it also just has shortcut keys to like toggle back and forth between light and dark uh and i like it and most of the apps now switch pretty well um, between light and dark modes the only the only downside still is the is safari because like there's not uh, reputedly there is some sort of automatic sensing thing coming from that like it'll switch to a different if a, if the site has a has a dark mode available it will be able to switch to it and there are some there's a plugin i was using for a little while that would like kind of override all the css and try to like enforce a dark mode on a lot of sites which with mixed results. Um, but yeah, it's fine. I like it. When I turn on dark mode, which I've done twice for seconds at a time and watch it change all the things. First of all, I'm amazed at, I don't mean to be like it, it changes slowly. Actually. Do you know what I mean? Dan? It's a little janky. Yeah. it, It feels, and it feels, it feels, Unofficial. It feels like a hack. It feels like a third party. App <laughs> well, it's like it's like when you plug in an, an external monitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good analogy. Um, but it just it did not work for me. I'm clearly a brighter screen guy. Like I use my iPhone screen very dark all the time. People comment to me on it, but I like my Mac screen bright and happy. <laughs> so it's not for me, but that's okay. Doesn't have to be for me. That's fine. Like I, your podcast. I, I do love the. Um, I do love the. Uh, the automatic sh- changing desktop backgrounds in Mojave. 
Oh, I, I've ch- used automatic changing desktops for years. What's what's special about Mojave's? I just really enjoy that. I enjoy spe- some well, they, of the specific wallpapers they have. Like I have oh, they I do they do time based ones. Right? Yeah, so it's got like it's the same picture of the same place, but uh, like, oh that I didn't throughout know. the day. Yeah. So there's a right. couple different ones. I use the one that has like a sand dune on it, which is actually it's it's really attractive. It's a really nice set of desktop backgrounds, and I like the fact that it kind of changes throughout the day. Um, but there are a couple of other ones out there, and people have uh, reverse engineered the format that they use. So I have seen one or two that uh, have been made by third parties, but uh, I think mainly there's a couple that like I, uh, I have the earth. I have the earth. I forgot I had the earth. Yeah, I think that's the. Th- I think that's a third party one actually. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but there's the sand dune one, and then there's also one that's just solar sort of a, gradient. Yeah, that one. I never, I never see the desktop anymore. <laughs> That's I, the thing. <laughs> that's true. Although I do enjoy that sometimes when I then like I do occasionally like switch to it. I'm like, oh, it's different than it was last time. How yeah. exciting! <laughs> right. I'm very easily amused. I didn't know this was a feature, but I just turned it on. I have Silver Gradient as my desktop. There you go. Congratulations! But I've been using randomly rotating desktop pictures on the hour for years because mm-hmm. I just like it to always be different. Uh, something that we missed last week or that happened last week after our show was that there was a little bit of a reshuffle in the Apple executive team. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, Angela Arendt leaving uh, no longer will be in charge of retail as of April, and they've put Deirdre O'Brien, who is the current uh, head of people or the HR head in charge of Apple retail, uh, which lots of people have opinions with a capital O about and hot takes. Uh, <laughs> I found it. Fa- I know nothing about her, but I found it fascinating only in that uh, it you know it those feel like totally different disciplines, but I trust Apple implicitly on making that choice. Well, uh, she's been in charge. She's actually worked on like the retail launch team because right. she's been there for like yeah. a long time. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Somebody, as I think Jason Snell pointed out when we were talking about it last week, consider that most of Apple's employees are in retail. So, in that sense, there is a certain Ooh, sense to putting good. your HR in charge of them. That's good. Uh, so yeah, I don't know, but the, uh, also feels like maybe they've just decided like they're going in a different direction with this and maybe it was just a good opportunity for a parting of the ways. You guys go to Apple store regularly, frequently, ever? Regularly? No. But if I'm at the mall, I will always go by. Just to hang out at the Apple store, which is clearly what they were shooting for. Mm. (laughs) If if I'm at the mall, I'll go in every time. Yeah. I mean, um, same here, but. They're always just busy. To touch just to put, you know. Do you guys have my, things in the Microsoft mouth. store where you are? <laughs> yeah, we do have a Microsoft store. It's almost always pretty sparsely filled and it looks hilariously, like, an Apple hilariously store? like Apple. There's stores. a couple. There's a couple up in the Seattle area, but they're they're weird down here. What are they? What are they doing up in the Seattle? Area? Yeah, I know. It's very strange. There's one right across the you know the mall from in U Village from the Apple store. And then there's another one over in the east side someplace, obviously. Do they fight um, when they're across from each other? Like the sharks and the jets? No, because um, every, there's so many more people in the Apple store that it wouldn't be fair. Yeah, it seems, that seems right. Um, I, but I, yeah, I've been in there <laughs> once <laughs> or twice. It might have been twice, but... Buy anything? I did not. <laughs> I went to the surface launch. I went to the surface <laughs> launch because I wanted to try it. I wanted Were to... they using a catapult? I stood, I stood in line, and it was the stupidest line because they had uh, 
they were throttling the number of people in there by a, like a ridiculous amount. They were amount. throttling people? Jesus, Microsoft. <laughs> you know what I mean. They were like restricting it to like 10 people. I mean, it was, it would, maybe it wasn't quite that few, but it was, it was very few people. They only had three were allowed in at one, one particular time. Because they wanted, you know, they were saying that, oh, it needs to be a personalized experience when you go huh. in. Mm-hmm. They just want to have a line. For I once. think they wanted to have a line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, I mean, when... there was a line before the store opened. I, mean, I got there before the store opened, and there was a, there was a decent line there. But uh, you know, they didn't need to keep that line once the store opened. <laughs> our fans want to know, as do I. When is our big Mario Kart competition happening? I want to oh, know yeah. this as well. I'd like to know. All right. Well, let's let's pick a let's pick a time. Can't right. do it right now because we're I'm on a podcast. <laughs> oh, same. <laughs> uh, I'm free. Once I hang up with these assholes, though, I'm, I'm, I'm free right now. <laughs> if you can call this that. Uh, all right. Well, we'll uh, we'll maybe we'll hash that out after the show. Sure. Yeah. And, but, but I yeah. think we should do it. I've been looking forward to it. I've been training. <laughs> doing, oh, great. Doing, doing push-ups. I haven't been training, but yeah. I've been playing Jackbox games. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. You guys watch Netflix shows? I just got I, I got a thing. Yes. Yeah. Have you watched Bodyguard? No. No. Uh, it's a British series, six-part British series. It's kind of like a like a political thriller uh, mystery series. Uh, we've watched... Not based on the Whitney Houston film with the same name? Not based on the Kevin Costner film. Uh, we have been watching it, and we've just gotten through episode four of six. It is uh, quite twisty and, you know, kind of, you know, ed- edge of your seat uh, pot boiler thriller type thing. Highly recommended so far. I'm curious to see if they they stick the landing. I saw a lot of buzz about it when it came out in the in Britain last year, and I think it's been out, out since before Christmas. But we're finally getting around to watching it, and it's really good. It's got um uh, Richard Madden, who was on Game of Thrones, uh, as Rob Stark, and Huey Hawes, who's been in a ton of different things, uh, and involves a guy who is a you know essentially the equivalent of a Secret Service agent in uk but if you like your uh sort of political thriller type stuff it's good yeah yeah we're doing picks i did my pick sure yeah. Waltz, what are you picking um i bought i bought today uh, based on uh, someone's advice from the incomparable slack um cowboy bebop for ten dollars oh. on the entire the entire run for 10 bucks on amazon it's, it's a great sale. sale so great what's sale. that it's a anime thingy I don't even. I mean, it's some space thing, right? I I know very little about okay. it. I was I I. It's about twenty years old. Uh, I've watched it several times, including uh, we just covered it on the Incomparable a few weeks back. It yeah. is a sort of space western, but it like a with a homage to all these different genres. Very heavily musically inspired um, uh, sci fi show. It's good. It's very very good. Yeah, probably one of the best anime series I've ever watched. Yeah. Yeah, and Hank likes anime, so I was thinking that we would watch it together. We um, <laughs> we tried to watch it on somebody's Plex, um, but it, the, he likes the subtitles on, and the subtitles weren't working for some reason. So I saw this and I was like, uh, eh, I, I highly, I highly suggest the subtitles because yeah. I personally really prefer the Japanese voices. But I know people yeah, who say he, it is he would a probably really prefer good, that as well. I know people who are really passionate about the dub and claim it's one of the best dubs out there as well i just never could having watched it in japanese it's really hard for me to watch it than in english and like all yeah. the character voices sound different yeah 
And part of the fun is he asks if I can understand any of it. So, and you're like, no. can you? No, no, I, I, some probably. <laughs> yes, not much. But I will. Some. I will say I learned all the Japanese I've ever learned. I've learned from listening to anime shows. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Lex, your your pick. My pick is is not a Netflix or Amazon show, although I'm really enjoying. Uh, patriot the patriot on amazon and i'm looking forward to the new season of catastrophe on amazon but uh i am still loving pocket run pool <laughs> dan who reads my tweets closely knows this i did actually but, uh, daniel jalkett uh had tweeted a couple i guess in early january he had tweeted about uh some massive win he got they got him like 40 million dollars in the game's currency and i was like wow that's impressive and now I have $143 million in the game's currency, mostly inspired by Daniel Jalkett. Um, and it's like, uh, I don't know, I, I listen to podcasts on the way into work, and I play Pocket Run Pool almost the entire time. I, see, I, I, know, I, I can't stop. My interest waned, and I, I picked it up again. I pick it up every once in a while, but I you know went to play like a, one of the instant tournament things today after having seen your tweet. And I, again, I have made the top 10, but I failed to make the top 10 this time. And then I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> what I have noted is I like some of the modes that are only unlockable when you have certain dollar levels. Mm. And like, there's a game when you get to 250, when you're willing to bet $250,000 at a minimum on a round of pool, uh, you can play putt-putt. And putt-putt <laughs> is the, all the holes on the edges of the pool table are closed. And instead, a hole is randomly placed in the middle of the table. Uh, it is very, very hard. I have never beaten it. I would like to be able to play it over and over and over again until I finally get good at it. But you lose money each time. And because your minimum bet is actually $500,000. Um, like now that I have hundreds of millions of dollars, I could do it many times. But it's, uh, I, I want to not run out. I want to not be wasting all my sweet, sweet in-game cash. Never on. gotten that much money in that game. I think my top is like... <laughs> In the tens of thousands. Yeah, once I think you, he's once talking you about real life. life. <laughs> yeah, once. You, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing that's the yeah the, the scene they never really showed in the Hustler is the end. Like ah, all right, now we play putt putt for real money. <laughs> <laughs> Drills a hole yeah. in the middle of the table. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't play any of the modes now other than the uh, I don't know what they call it. Yeah, the betting the, mode. The betting mode, but getting really far in it and doing the challenges there, I find really fun. I love it. What can I tell you? You can tell me why, Lex. Why? Because <laughs> it reminds me of you, Dan. Oh, that's sweet. Mm -hmm. Well, that's been real, everybody. <laughs> Sweeping end score. <laughs> well, those are our picks. Thanks for tuning in. Once again, we're brought to you by the Amazon Euro. <laughs> it's all about bringing people together on the Amazon Euro. Or driving them apart. Yep. Because mm. when you're surfing the web, we'd like to watch. Make sure that Amazon knows exactly where you're surfing to. <laughs> the Euro. We see you. <laughs>